Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tukey's Take Podcast. We are back again. It is us, the guys, the fellas, back for another edition of your favorites, Hockey Fraudcast, as we call it around here. Because let's be honest, boys, we're going to talk about some hockey today. Uh, but who knows what else we might get into. That has been the theme of the show. I am joined alongside Mr. Sin for the win and Mr. Endo Mills. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm good. I'm a fantasy god. No big deal. <laughs> That's good. Fantasy god. I'm, I'm stream. Yeah, <laughs> I'm streaming more often, so I'm good too. How are you doing, Suki? I am fine. <laughs> yep. Look at you. You got ideas for franchise going out the window because of the state of NHL. Mm-hmm. You got you're getting married in three weeks. You, mm-hmm. You're a very busy man. Mm-hmm. When's your honeymoon? And why am I crashing um, it? The weekend after, we're gonna take a uh, a couple day tour of uh, of some some eastern Canada, um, making some making some pit stops here and there. I'm not gonna quite give it away. I'll give it away to you off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 let people be knocking on his hotel door. Yeah, oh, God, but yeah, no, that's that's coming up very 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 soon, which is. Uh, weird, but good weird, you know? Crazy. Like, oh. Hubby 24. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to uh, we, we gotta be we gotta be prepped for the next decade. Heading into the 30s. Take, yeah. take that. 30s people. are cool. I bet, I bet. <laughs> Jesus who Christ. Don't I might, I might on... get married in my 30s. Who knows? There you go. <laughs> I, I mean, had what's, a... what's the rush? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not even mental... fussed. Man, I had a like an almost mental breakdown because I realized I'm gonna die, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> oh yeah, a fun old quarter life crisis in your twenties. We've, we've all been there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I I woke up this morning. I'm like, I'm gonna die, and nothing's gonna nothing's gonna happen. And like, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yeah, bro. I was putting my computer together. I'm like, "Oh, this is great," and then just like mortality and i'm like oh my god this is not gonna be great yeah dude you get in that mindset you're like oh my god i'm gonna be 30 and then i'm gonna be 40 then 15 and 60 then 70 then 80 and i'm gonna fucking die but i i told myself i have 60 good years okay 60 good years in me our family we don't we don't pass out young so i'll be like 95 with like fucking loose skin all the way down to my fucking elbows and it'll be great it'll be awesome oh god yeah well, I didn't think we'd get on this topic today. It's like, yeah, hey, well, yeah. we married also death. Hell, yeah, yeah. Just, just lean into it, man. Seriously, though, end up, you hit 30 and then all of a sudden you realize like that shit doesn't matter. Like, I, I, I realized that the minute after I was like, I'm going to die. I'm like, hey, who gives a fuck? I got like 60 years on me. Took me a list long to get a 25. Fuck it all. <laughs> You know, and I was like, what me. is what is my purpose? Why do I why do I pay bills if I'm just gonna die? The circle of life. You pass yeah. <laughs> You beat me to it. Oh my god. <laughs> you beat me to it. Join the club, buddy. God. You know, it's funny though. It's it's just that kind of thing where it's like people are like, oh yeah, I got like another 50, 60 years, and I'm like, I hope I get like 20. <laughs> <laughs> like just get, like, as long as I get like another 20, I'm good. Uh, and then anything beyond that, I get to view as like, all right, cool. You know, like if I get to, you know, go go beyond the the, the forty five and up, like I'm I'm good at that point. So um, you're, you're gonna give it like three good hockey periods of like ten years length, 
and like like 15 15 minute periods of life of life and then everything after 50 is just overtime dude i'm gonna hit age 50 and look like george hw bush in the wheelchair at the baseball live on twitch.tv hockey oh my hands. god oh god that'd be god, i totally forgot what i was gonna say but i had a good point oh well Keep it's gone now. I believe. No, it's gone. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's um it, it's a busy, it's a busy, busy time uh for me. And yeah, by the way, the the heads up, uh early, early November, we might miss a couple of shows because I'm gonna be busy, you know, getting married and everything. Yeah, and then late this late November, I'll miss some shows. Cause I'll be in Finland. Then- Late Ooh, December, the first time this hearing of us. Yeah, this is actually the first time I'm going where, where you will not also be there at some point, Tuki. Mm. I'm going just just to uh, see the girlfriend. There you go. No. That's nice. Yeah. Was like two weeks, a month, two months, six months. Nah, yeah, two two weeks. It's going to be the better. darkest of times there. Well, and, yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. This will be your yeah. kind of first experience. Well, no, I mean February. It's it, weird. You, it wasn't you that ex- dark in February. Right. Yeah. You would have experienced like you're going in November, so it won't uh-huh. quite be as bad as it gets. And then you went in February where they're coming out of as bad as it gets. Well, so it, it's it's close to as bad as it gets. Like um, I'm going to get to experience true. the Finnish Independence Day. But yeah, uh, December is like December and January, are, like the darkest times. Yeah. yeah. So are, are they swearing you in as a citizen? A citizen. No. Yes. <laughs> ah, ah, we have an ah. episode title. <laughs> ah. We're terrible. We are. We're the worst. Why do people listen or watch this show? Um, that's a great question. That I just... Yeah. Anyway. Also, uh, speaking of time away, I might take time away. Um. Yeah. How can you this... afford to go anywhere with the rent prices? I'm not going you anywhere. I'm having, I'm having people come here. That's the thing. Ah. Um. I might have um in-laws or in or an in-law. Um, come visit for a week. It's gonna be great because like Paulina's dad's like, oh, I haven't seen you in like God knows how many years. Is like, you know, busy as hell, and they have they they're gonna play hockey together because you know her dad plays hockey and she plays hockey, so like they're gonna plan a whole day to play not just play hockey but like see other things in the city and everything. Go visit the area. Uh, that's cool. And then hmm. yeah, get to play hockey with each other for the first time. I think she said like eleven years. Damn. So. Yeah, I get to also meet him and then awkwardly be like, hey, yo, I'm going to marry your daughter. Is that cool? And they'd be like, yeah, cool, sweet. Duh. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, like, they like, you guys are going to get married. Like, you're not going to leave each other. Like, she tried to get rid of you once. And you kind of just like showed up at the door kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a story they, I haven't heard. Feel yeah, free to elaborate. Story I haven't heard either. <laughs> oh, um. We originally broke up like maybe like six months after we like we started going out. Um, it was mostly like school related thing for her, and then I was kind of like, "What the fuck's going on? Do you gotta tell me what's going on here?" And then she finally like, told me what was going on with like school and everything. And then after that, she's like, "I'm an idiot. I like left you. I kicked you out because like I was working on school and everything." I'm like, "You don't have to go through shit alone." She's like, "Oh, thank you." And now, now five years, almost five years later, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm gonna marry Showed, want, showed up want. like Eric Andre. Let me in. Yeah. Let me in. <laughs> I want her perspective. Yeah, me too. On this. Really? I'm you want a perspective? I, 
I'm not saying I don't trust your viewpoint on this, but I feel like there's a distinct lack of younger endo fuckboy behavior that yeah. you are excluding from the from the story. Oh, right. Okay. So listen. The younger Enbo fuckboy was great and all, but then like you know, you meet someone, and it's kind of like they they, they kind of like make you realize like you know what, I'm gonna be a fuckboy, but for one person, and that's my, that's my future. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, you can't disagree with the logic, right? Not at this point. Yeah. Um. Do we got any? Do we got anything else? There was something I was going to ask Sin. Sin forgot something. It's just it's. Oh, a whole... I remembered it now. Oh, I, it was just on the topic of aging. I was just like, yeah, I had a like when I got my blood tested for like to get a new like medication to help manage the the gout shit. Uh, they're like they they're like, hey, you're uh, you know, we want to raise this uh, you know, the good cholesterol. Um, yeah. you know how there's yeah, they're like they're like yeah, it's a little low for us. We want to raise that. I'm like, fuck, man. I'm starting to get the doctor's orders to like manage mm. cholesterol better. I'm like, this sucks. But now I'm just like eating so many veggies and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to start baking my chicken. I guess I'll eat less eggs. <laughs> may, I, may I introduce you to my gigantic container of fish oil? Uh, <laughs> I take, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I take omega threes, man. I do take Dude, omega threes every the day. Use the pop. Uh, I used to pop cod liver oil like it was no business when I was like Fuck seven, me, eight, nine. Dude, oh, I was like, I was like the omega three king in like middle school. Yeah. I had like all my fucking things, all my vitamins, vegetables. Dude, I loved broccoli as a kid. I fucking love I broccoli. Still love broccoli. People, I still love dude, broccoli too. So good. It's fucking delicious. great. I was late on the avocado thing. Uh, I'll be honest with that. I love guacamole, but I was late on the avocado itself. I hate but, both mm. guac- guacamole and avocado. Tastes like gross. Well, fuck you then. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, whatever, dude. I'm a bad Californian. What can I say? People are going to get whiplash from the topics from the first 10 minutes of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. wedding, um, all of the place. <laughs> food, fish oil, Gout. and guac. <laughs> Oh, we we have a time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still I'm still stuck trying to remember what the hell I was trying to remember now, but it's just not happening at this stage. OK, um, it's all good. Is there anything else either of you wanted to add before no. we uh, get to let's, some viewer? Let's questions? get to some viewer questions. No, yeah. we don't want to talk about <laughs> we don't want to talk about aging and mortality for another 10 minutes. Nah, it's fine. Yeah. We've we've hit enough ex- grandma's ex- existentialism already. There you go. My grandma's birthday is like two weeks. <laughs> it's like ninety-five. God damn! Congrats, crack, to her. baby. That's right. <laughs> oh God, there's there's a segue here. I just can't find it. This podcast though was brought to you as always by our lovely friends at Manscaped.com. Clean your crap. Wonder- yeah, t- yeah, basically. <laughs> um, you can use the code Tuggy. That's T O U G I E for twenty percent off your order, and you get free shipping as well. Again, that's code Tuggy. T O U G I E. From our lovely friends at Manscaped.com, the peak, the pinnacle, the best. Be the best citizen you can by using code Toogie at Manscaped.com. The best in men's grooming. That's how I got all my stuff, man. That that discount code is legit. So with that, let's get to some of these questions. It's been an up and down segment over the last few weeks. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what's in store for us today. Um, we kick things off with AJ. 
You just got drafted to the NHL. Would you rather go through the CHL or the NCAA? Or would you rather go to Europe? Pick your best be a pro destination. Europe. If, I'm going to rephrase AJ's question. If you yeah. can play be a pro any way you want, what would be your, your primary path? Europe and be able to go back to Europe. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, a fair, that's a fair answer, yeah. But I want to be <laughs> able to be... I want to be able to be one of those players where it's like, oh, yeah, no, it, it's the kid who played for the ZSC Lions. And then at age 37, he comes back for the last two, three years of his career. Yeah. It'd be so fun. Um, obviously, that's like, you know, the, the idea of like the NCAA would be really fun, too. Obviously, we don't have that in a in a video game perspective. But in real life, I don't know. College is fun. Get an education yeah, to fall back on. Yeah, I never had the on. university experience. Yeah, like when you, um, you know, when you have to retire at age 25 because you're not as good as you think you are, um, you know, you want to make sure you have that education to fall back on. We've uh, we've seen quite a bit of that looking through old uh, EA NHL rosters recently where it's like, oh, that dude retired right after junior. And then you see him on LinkedIn and it's because uh, you'll search a player's name and it'll be elite prospects and then LinkedIn. And it's like, well, he retired. What's he doing? Oh, he's a data analyst now. That's cool. Good for him. Uh, is, how many degrees away from stalking is that? You decide. Uh, but yeah, God. Endo, I don't remember if you had an answer for this. Um, I would, I would go through uh, the NCAA. I want to. I want to play. I'm going to play one year at Arizona State University. Go through the transfer portal. Just to experience how the um, how the uh, how mullet arena is as an ice playing surface. Oh, huh? well, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, you may, maybe don't know, but yeah, Arizona is like this huge fucking party school. Oh like, yeah, I'm insane... aware. Okay, I watched I watched a Ludwig video where he complain where he boasts about how ASU is like the party school of like the U.S. Hmm. Yeah. Fuck it's boy, up. Endo's coming back, baby. Let's fucking go. Uh, <laughs> one, one more ride before marriage. Yeah. Fuck the ring. Shit over there. Let's get some pussy. Sorry. Um, gracious. Uh, yeah, I'd do that and then go play. I I just travel to different different colleges slash universities and check out like different school programs. Because I'd be like the third string goal who gets like one game per season. Our next question comes from Young Burrito. What's the best dip for pizza? No dip. What the fuck are you monsters doing, man? Dipping your hot wings and dipping your pizza and shit. If it's good pizza, don't you don't need to dip it. What the hell? (laughs) Fucking heathens. I love Sin's serious food takes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I, I'm so opinionated when it comes to certain types of foods. Ugh. D- like dipping, like you, hot wings have sauce on them. That's the flavor. Pizza is great on its own. Why are you dipping it in ranch? It just takes away all the good flavor and turns it into ranch flavor. Now, I will say as someone who occasionally, it's not an every time thing, will dip pizza in ranch. It is true that ranch becomes about 85% of the taste. Um, yeah. It is a very overpowering flavor for whatever else is there. Endo, do you have a preferred 
pizza dipping option. Okay, so here here's my thing. There is a company, uh, like a national chain of pizza called Pizza Pizza. Tell us Their about the pizza, board of directors. It, Sorry. Hmm? Just <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Their pizza is fucking cardboard. It is fucking terrible. But they have mastered one thing, and it is their creamy garlic sauce. Pizza, I'm pizza. not sure what it is about it, but it's just it's just so fucking good. It's got the perfect texture, per- perfect viscosity. It's not too like it's not too runny and it's not too solid. It's like a perfect amount. And people will like buy that on dro in drones and then go get pizza from other places. Droves. I said not, I created not my drones. Sauce. He I, did not, so well with viscosity. Threw it away. I I corrected myself and I corrected myself wrong. They will go there. They will they will purchase the thing at the one location, and then they will keep going to that one location just to grab the dipping sauce and then buy pizza from somewhere else. You like you cannot Why? match that. It is that good. It is. It's that I good. Will, you can right, use- I will. Sorry, I will amend my answer to say when I was like broke at like eighteen, nineteen in that area range, and all you could afford pizza wise is Little Caesars. Um, mm. I would dip, but I actually one of the things I love to do was pour a tapatio on the pizza. Then that was my favorite. That fucking tasted so good with that little Little Caesars cardboard p- pizza. Tapatio, what's that? What? What is that? It's a hot sauce. Oh, okay. You don't, Even oh, I man. knew that. Yeah, you don't have tapatia where you are at? No, I at least... You need at some more Mexicans up there, dude. <laughs> Sorry, we're all Canadian. <laughs> one people, one country. <laughs> yeah. We have Tabasco. We got Frank's Red Hot. We got fucking the, the one... The, the bottle with the cock and the green thing on top of it. Like the Sriracha bottle. We got that. Maybe I just haven't seen what you're talking about. No Mexican I definitely put Tabasco sauce on my pizza as well. You know, I just had the thought. There has to be a maple syrup inspired hot sauce in Canada, right? Someone's had to have done that by now. Let me check. Dude, there's Uh such a crazy hot sauce culture, especially now after the success of a certain YouTube show. Yeah, no free promotion here, fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) They don't need it. Let's be honest. They don't. God. Love that show though. It, it depending on the guest. Yeah, I'm still waiting for Keanu. Wow, he, I actually would have thought he would have been on it by now. Well, there you go. <laughs> I know, right? You learn something new every day. Our next question from Bouncy McBlink Blink: Because friends don't do it enough, tell each other why you love being friends with one another. Slash, what qualities you like the most about each other? We're getting savvy Damn. on Monday. Like right, the best maple trees I, no, inside of the Mississippi. I fucking appreciate this. This is good. This is a good, a good one. This is a good viewer question. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll, oh, do you want to well, start? Go for it. I was going to say, who wants to go first? And if, okay, so the way we could do it is like Sin and I are both like, all right, let's talk about Endo first. And then we adjust. Um, Or one person can go and just give their answer about both persons. That's what I was thinking. Easy. Okay. Endo. Let's have you go first. Your uh, favorite <laughs> qualities about each of us slash why you love being friends with us. 
Uh, I like uh, I like Tuki because he got me a job. Uh, <laughs> That's not a quality. <laughs> Employmentship. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I like Tug, uh mostly because, uh, um, you know, he he's he's helped me out with certain things. Um, off the off the cusp of the top of my mind, it's related to you know having this awesome opportunity to do a podcast for one. Two, um, laughing at my shitty ass jokes. Um, and three, genuinely just just being there when like, you know, I need someone to talk to or anything to vent to or, you know, three, four a.m. We're both talking about random shit. And he's like, hey, listen, I got to get this shit off my chest. I'm like, go off, queen. Just fucking go for it. Like, <laughs> let it let it all out. And it's just like a fucking script of like words being like this. I'm like, damn, bro, that's a lot of words. <laughs> No, one thing I like about I'm not going to read all that, but I'm sorry you're happy that happened. <laughs> yeah, and I'm always like, I always like summarize like so here. So here's what I'm trying to get. It's like one sentence or like, yeah, it's pretty much how I feel. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sin, you know, I haven't got to know you that much, honestly, compared to like Tug, uh, but I like the way that you're very passionate about certain things. You know, you're very passionate about. <laughs> I like Pizza. the way you yell at me during each. <laughs> yeah, I like the way like I get verbally chastised about literally anything I do wrong, whatsoever. Twenty four seven three six five of the time, you know. Um, no, generally, like I like the I like the way that you kind of um, like you're very opinionated. You're very not not like set in stone, but like you you really listen to other people's opinions as well too. And uh, you you seem like a nice a nice good old friend. I'm glad that. Tugi's well, Cody himself. You know, I'm going to say your real name as uh, <gasps> brought me together. You know, and made us all sit together in a fucking Zoom call and record a podcast once or twice every week. And I appreciate you. That was very nice, Endo. That was very nice. <laughs> Sin, you want to go next? Yeah. Um, I will say I appreciate Tugi and our now quite long friendship, which is a trip to think about. The mm. fact that we met, I think, during. I, 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 I like categorize it through which NHL game we met through. Honestly, I think it was like NHL 17 was when we mm-hmm. first met and we're going to do like a collab that never came to fruition. <laughs> Cause Oops. this fucker, this fucker spent two hours farming first round picks that he could flip for. <laughs> That's totally legit. I, I legit thought he fucked with me. I thought that like, I'm like, Oh, there's another member of the NHL community. who wants nothing to do with me. Cool. Jesus and he started Christ. his channel after me too. Fucker. And then he like texts me at like 4 a.m. Oh, I'm sorry. I got carried away. I'm like, Oh, I shut down my Elgato hours ago. Um, but no, like, Ever since we had one very late night where we just spent hours looking at uh, squatting slavs in tracksuits <laughs> and sending them back and forth. Ever since that moment, like I knew I found like a kindred spirit in humor. And oh, then as, as we've continued oh. to be friends, I noticed how much we have in common. And uh, the thing that I appreciate about him the most, I would say, is that... Um, he's a very genuine person. He's very real and he'll say what's on his mind, which I love about human beings. And I think the, what, what, one of my favorite things about how our relationship has, has kind of progressed is that neither one of us are really afraid to check the other one in instances where we know we're not being our best selves or, or something like that. Like just say like, I'm 
<laughs> there you go. Out of school. <laughs> oh my god, is that life of Boris? <laughs> like, like what happened recently? Where when when I'm like I'm getting angry, and I was I had just been recording Be a Pro, and I was still in Be a Pro mode, and I and I actually like you know got too hyped in in my frustration, and he's like, "Yo, chill," and I'm like, "Oh yeah," and I and I appreciate that shit. Like, it's just those little things where you're to that point in the friendship where it's like. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like, you know, you check each other when it needs to be done. And I feel like I can be honest with him. And I know he's going to be honest with me. And when it comes to Endo, I think he sucks amazing dick. Uh, (laughs) I'm the best, brother. I'm the best. For real, it is true. I, I like I do I do shit on Endo a lot when we're playing Eshel. <laughs> <laughs> the Transformer, dude, that always gets me. Slav former. Oh, this is why you watch the video portion, everybody. By the yeah. way, yeah. Oh god. Um. No, I I I appreciate Endo. He brings this energy that really I I really fucking appreciate. It's this. I don't want to say youthful, but it is. He's he has such like an innocent soul to him in so many ways and it's like it it makes it really when i when i like sit back and reflect on it i'm like i really appreciate the little things when like yeah i don't know it's just you have you have this kind of spirit and energy about you where it's like i'm really trying to put it into words but it it makes it, it puts me in this spot where like when I just reflect on these little things in the little moments, it really helps. All right. It really helps to ground me actually and help me be present. You would just have this energy about you. And, uh, <laughs> and I, and I, and I appreciate how you oftentimes never take shit seriously. And even in situations where I might take things seriously, I'm like, they don't need to be. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like an initial, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck. Steps back. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's like no, yeah. I think, I think that's my favorite quality about Endo is that like he's Thank such you. a kind of a, a free spirit and uh, a very, very much. I hate to use the, the phrase, but kind of like a childlike wonder to him, and that uh, that reinvigorates. I, I, I know it's such a weird phrase to use, but he has that that vibe and that spirit, and I uh, like that. It's just, it's funny to me because half the time it's like, Endo, Gilbert Godfrey, and he's just like, fuck her in the pussy. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it, it, it comes from, it comes from perspective of, um, you know, uh, not really, my mom, my mom hates that quality about me the most of anything else. I just don't really give a fuck. And that's probably the reason why I, I just, really don't give a fuck like as again like we said in the beginning of the show life is short fucking have fun enjoy yourselves that's why i'm willing to be the butt of the joke like 99.9 percent of the time because if my fucking ish if my little joke or whatever or little something at my expense can make someone to feel a little bit better as long as the way it's not being really disrespectful towards me or like anyone else fucking go at it like comedy is subjective humor is Something that everyone needs in their life. Uh, don't go too crazy with it because I'm the one who goes crazy with it. That's my territory. Stop it. No, 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 no. Um, but honestly, yeah, that's kind of the reason I'm the way that I am. I think Polina just fell off the bed. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I just heard a thud. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Sorry. Keep it down. Dude, 
<laughs> fucking loud thud. So it's either her or it's <clears throat> someone upstairs, probably the dog or whatever. But yeah, uh, I don't keep shit serious because what there it's there's no real purpose for it. Why are you gonna get mad over over some small shit, right? <laughs> That it's funny because humor is like literally the foundation of our friendship. Um, you know, Sin Sin told the story essentially of like, oh, okay, we were both on YouTube and that's how our friendship started. I don't have that exact moment with Endo. It's just like it just feels like you've just been here forever. Uh, <laughs> you just hung around, and then we adopted him. Yeah, like I don't like legitimately like. You know, there are friendships that I've made through Twitch and YouTube where it's like, okay, I can kind of trace back to how that started type of thing. Um, you know, Architect will always tell the the story. Again, for those that uh, occasionally watch us play Ishul, you'll be well familiarized with him. Um, where, you know, um, he and I had a mutual friend, um, is how I'll phrase it at this stage, unfortunately. Um, and we all played Battlefield together. And architect is like, this guy's a fucking dick. <laughs> he always tells that story. He's like, I fucking hate this guy. Uh, but then we discovered like the foundation of like that's our friendship is just ragging on one another the entire time, which is very similar, obviously, to like Endo and I. And yeah, with Endo, it's just been one of those things where it's like, I don't remember how this friendship started, but it's just it, it's one of those where it's just like, yeah, no, it just it makes sense type of thing. Yeah. So I have selective memory and I can tell you exactly how we met. And I'm excited. <clears throat> yeah. So it was, you were playing NASCAR, one of the old NASCAR games on the Xbox and you had oh, the God. wheel set up and I got, I was a raid from Deke Slayer. He's like, I don't know, 2K24 is, is ruining whatever. Like, let's go. And then we go over there and that's, 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 that's my head cannon for Deke. It's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Turkey, baby. Turkey, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, he's gonna hate this. Um, and then he I showed up in chat. I'm like, oh sweet, you're playing like NASCAR, like Thunder, like 2000. And it was 2001, 2002. Because I used to play that on my PS2. Because it was uh, a, a game that my dad gave me when I was Should super have been young. Hydro Thunder. Yeah. Before <laughs> before he left. <laughs> um no. Um, because uh, it, it was like it reminds me because when you're in the cockpit view and the the pickers going over and they jump on the hood and it looks like they're, i always thought they were kind of like monkeys because they come up on the hood and like just do a little fucking whatever on top of the hood i was like i remember that joke and you made that joke and you're like oh shit it kind of is like that and then it was a nascar heat five stream and you're like yeah people come in and play whatever i was like okay i'm gonna go in there and have to sit through uh the other cody blasting the fucking voice chat with whatever nonsense and <laughs> to sit through and then we just kind of just started chilling and after that i was like yo if you want to hang out with me that's cool and then i mentioned that i did some work for editing and then i did brief editing work for you and haven't done anything since and we're still waiting yeah, the for best, that best of july best 2021, of july 2021. <laughs> <laughs> there was the one moment i think that really solidified it there was a a Twitter troll. I feel like, and the timeline might be a little bit off for me, but in general, this was around the time of, and not to get like super serious about it, but this was around the time of like the George Floyd thing. And then in oh, NHL, yeah. there was the big, big push of people like myself, Jesse Blake, so on and so forth. And just like, can we please try to fucking stamp out uh, people with racist names in the NHL community? Can we please try? And you were tweeting about stuff like that. 
and somebody responded like, oh, another white knight. And your response to him was like, brother, I'm black. <laughs> My N word, <laughs> I'm black. And then, and then, <laughs> that night, you were on F1. <laughs> I rated you. And the first thing I said was, oh my god, you're black? You had a webcam? (laughs) (laughs) And nobody else got the joke, I don't feel like. Um, No one else did. They were so confused. And I was just pissing myself, trying to finish the one lap. Oh, man. I think that was also during during a 24-hour stream that I held, like a -a subathon, because mm-hmm. I just got diagnosed with fucking COVID and I couldn't work. And I was like, I have to pay my bills. Fuck it. I'm going to be up anyway. Might as well just kill myself and hop on stream and treat for 24 hours. And it was the it was the worst 24 hours of my life. I got like 20 bucks out of it. So it wasn't even fucking worth it. <laughs> but yeah, that's how that's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like for us, it's just been such a natural friendship. Like, as we've talked about things, it's like, okay, we have that in common. We have that in common. Like, you and I joke consistently on stream. Like, we are the same person in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and it's just been, I, I got to agree with, with Sin. It's just that idea of, like, the, the sense of humor just works. It's just one of those things where we're just so alike that it it's never, like, there's never really been a moment where it's like, oh, this guy fucking pisses me off. But it's like, oh, we're friends. I got to deal with it. Um. You know, there, there's the 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 pissing me off of like, oh, cool. He's he's taking at the blue line again. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. Now I'm just like you. I'm just what are you doing? Just, just oh, white. Oh, my there God. We go. Now we're now we're the same. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. yeah you, you, can't, you can't make your screen. I didn't know what you were meaning. I thought you were just messing with settings again. <laughs> no. Yeah. OK, that's the one thing. <laughs> After every Ishil game, you have to change your build, you dickhead. <laughs> Why? Hey, half the time, I'm not even changing the build. I'm just looking at the <sighs> attributes. I'm like full, full stop. Half the time, when I'm changing, when I'm looking into there, I'm not changing anything. I'm looking at the attributes, especially now that I don't have my shit set up the way it used to be. Welcome I'm just like, to Ishil, right, cool. where the builds don't matter, and or. <laughs> Yeah, the builds are made up and the attributes don't matter. Yeah, the only thing that matters is how fucking hard you throw it back and you flip over like three fucking defensemen. It's crazy. But yeah, yeah, that's um I appreciate y'all. I'm trying to think because it's always difficult um to describe people, but I feel like for Endo we've we've summed it up pretty well. For Sin, um, it's gonna be a really similar story where again, the sense of humor, we are really aligned in very numerous uh personal opinions morals like believe like it's just we are again very very similar people and that's kind of what sin was alluding towards is the idea of like oh okay we start off with like oh i like hockey i like hockey and then you start you know you become better friends over the years and it's like oh okay cool these things really really line up um and then obviously we were good friends anyway um over the last couple of years but then um once we started making the pilgrimage to the holy land (laughs) um over the last year and a half or so um you know having taken three trips to finland and like you said this will be your first now coming up next month where it's like all right cool you know you're going on your own type of thing which again i'm very very happy for you um it is weird though because i've like it's i'm gonna be like when's two getting here (laughs) yeah right it's like oh cool when are we gonna when are we gonna go play floorball or hit up uh (laughs) shing but yeah hopefully um 
hopefully soon, you know, and it's the type of thing, too, where, you know, that first trip, we've always joked about it. I was not prepared. I thought I was prepared to travel to Europe. I was not fucking prepared. My fucking phone didn't work. My fucking cards didn't work. Yeah, I, I was would too, not. I was Tukey's daddy for that. One. You were like you were you were Papa Sin for that entire goddamn trip. Um, Here, let me and, give you my hot spot. Let me pay for this. PayPal me later. That's exactly what it was. Like we'd go out to yeah. eat, you'd pay for it, and I'd immediately get on my phone that you were hot spotting, so I could fucking use it and PayPal you the money. <laughs> like oh it was God. a fucking nightmare, and I felt so goddamn bad. And while I don't know, while you'll say like, ah, it's not a big deal, I believe it. But there's also a part of me where it's like inside. He's just like this, this motherfucker. No, like, I, the only thing I was annoyed about was that my hotspot would like keep shutting off for you. Yeah, and then you had to me. ask me. <laughs> and then you, I knew that because I and I knew that made you feel like shitty that you had to ask <laughs> me again for the hotspot. And like. Yeah, because again, we're very similar in ways. We're like, let me not inconvenience this person with this very uh-huh. menial request. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was uh, that was fun. And then obviously this past February, um, you know, we were there and I got to bring my fiance with me. And for a good portion of that trip, you know, because it's it, fucking zero Celsius or lower um, for the majority of that trip, <laughs> it just felt like we played a lot of Mario Party. Uh, on the couch of the Airbnb, yeah, um, which was great fun as well. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's really been, I'd say, in the last year and a half, two years, where it's just, it's really solidified. It's like, yeah, this is a fucking really yeah. solid friendship. And like you said, for the reasons of like, all right, if one of us is taking something too seriously, try to balance each other out, it's just again and that's that i'm sorry to cut you off that we have such a natural chemistry in that light when like Mm -hmm. one of us is clearly getting so fucking tilted the other one automatically takes the opposite stance because they know they want to help the other person like i remember it happened in you and then when we were getting lost trying to look for the venue in february i was the one freaking out and you were the one being like it's all right forward uh-huh. we go and i'm like this is interesting this is it's usually yeah. the opposite in this situation. Right. yeah it's, just, it's cool <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's that's honestly one of my favorite things that's happened over the last few years not so much because it's like okay cool uh we were looking for this venue that we were going to be broadcasting in last february <laughs> we get fucking lost because the what door we were supposed to go into was very unclear so we're walking along the left side of this gigantic convention center and the sidewalk is cordoned off. And it's like, well, we're Americans in a foreign country. We don't want to break the rules. So little did we know if we walked about 100 feet further down that sidewalk, there was the door. So we turn around and walk all the way around this building. We walk into a parking lot, get through the parking lot, find out it's fenced off. So we had to turn back around. Um, and yeah, no, Sin was the, uh, oh, this fucking sucks, motherfucker, God fucking, and I'm just like, we're gonna make it, (laughs) which again, is maybe the one time, it's not the one time, but it's the best example of that dynamic flipping, like you said, um, and that's basically, I feel like the best way I can kind of sum things up is like, as you get older, right, like you think back to certain friendships, and, I view a lot of my friendships now, uh, whether with people online or, or off, and, you know, it, it's one of those things where I don't have friends where I have to make it work. And I feel like when you're younger, that's often a thing of like, oh, okay, well, I got to put in like the this effort level to continue this friendship 
because it's the end of the world if I'm not friends with somebody anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, it's just like no, like I I hang out with people where it's this this seamless thing. Like there's no <laughs> energy to be required. Like we just we get along, we mesh well, and that sums up both of you very very well. Um, for a lot of the same reasons, for some different reasons at the same time. Um, you know, that goes pretty much with every aspect. Like I, I think about, you know, the woman I'm marrying in three weeks. And that was just kind of the realization of just like, oh, I don't I, like you, you have to put the work in in a relationship, but it's mm-hmm. not effort, if you know what I mean. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, no, we just go together perfectly. Like, you know, it's the type of thing where. I've seen friends' relationships where it's like, oh, yeah, we got in this argument the other day, raising our voices at one another. It's like, that's never happened to me in three and a half years. It's just that type of stuff. And then the same thing goes with friendships. Like, I don't recall ever having a serious argument or disagreement with either of you, which is marvelous, obviously, right? Like, it's just you don't want that dynamic of like, ah, fuck you, fuck you too. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, I'm sorry too. Yeah, that's that's toxic shit. Unless you're weird. Unless <laughs> your reaver, yeah, he's he's the one. He's the one that we put up. Oh with. <laughs> um, I think that's his love language, honestly. It is. It is. <laughs> he he yeah. lives the he lives the New Englander gimmick. That that's his, that's just him. You reach a certain point in life when you're just like, yeah, friendship shouldn't be effort, and you're con- totally content and like. Uh, comfortable in your own skin where it's like you know if a friendship is working based on the fact where you don't worry about it where you're just like you're, you're just naturally who you are and i yeah it's great to get to that point in life because yeah some some of those early friendships in your late teens early 20s are are, are, are interesting points in your life yeah i mean too like at that time right it's like all right people are changing a lot like that's that's one of those things that i think everyone eventually or most people some people don't and that yeah. turns into a negative thing but most people realize like hey we're different people than when we were when we became friends yeah and now we don't really mesh too well together and that's okay yeah you know that that's a hard thing to eventually accept like there like there are people where it's like you know i'll still like I have Facebook essentially for my parents at this point and other older family. Uh, but I'll still have friends on there from like back in high school. That's like, I haven't talked to you in forever. If I were to run into you in the grocery store, it'd be like, Oh, hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Cool. Well, good seeing you again. And that's it because it's yeah. just, you know, different people from when we met. And that's <laughs> to go along with Endo's existential crisis. Like, that's just a part of life is just like, Oh yeah. yeah okay, cool. You know, some things aren't, <laughs> endo and i you know things aren't gonna last forever and endo and i have uh bonded over that as well with the death of certain youtube channels <laughs> that's oh, been another man. part of the french <laughs> jesus christ yeah oh god well the question Great of question. the week on a monday goes to bouncy mcboink Plank. that was fun yeah. that was fun from wheelchair hulk uh this is a hockey related question on a hockey podcast yeah air quotes on that um with Tampa looking screwed without Vasilevsky, would you leave him on LTIR for the season and acquire a real starter or hope to tread water and not be completely out of it when he comes back? So to clarify the uh, with Tampa looking screwed comments um, so far this season through three games, they have two points, one win, two losses and no overtime losses. 
Um, obviously, the biggest thing for them is that, hey, Andre Vasilevsky is out. Um, as it is, they ran in goal last night. Uh, Matt Tompkins, a 29-year-old who made his NHL debut after being a seventh-round pick in 2012 by Chicago. Nabby, um, he... nabby. <laughs> Uh, he has AHL experience, ECHL experience, and spent the last two seasons uh, in Sweden with Frölunda and Färjestad, or the Färjestad, um, and didn't do too well. Jonas Johansson hasn't done too well in his two starts. Uh, Stamkos, looking less than 100%, a little bit roughed up. Uh, but at the same time, you still have Nikita Kucherov, you still have Victor Hedman, who leads all defensemen in points right now through three games. Um, I mean, I feel like if you're Tampa, you, you got to try to eventually find a, another goalie who can maybe make things work. You know, whether maybe. or not it's a, a low-end trade or waiver wire, I feel like that roster is still strong enough that if you make the playoffs, you could do something. I don't think it's necessarily worth taking a year off at the same time. Uh, there have been teams in the past where they've taken a year or two off from being contenders and then go right back to being contenders. Mm-hmm. Boston Bruins uh, being the best example that I have, where there were two years in the mid-2010s uh, where all of a sudden, oh, they're not making the playoffs. They barely miss, from my recollection. And in one of those drafts, they ended up with David Posternock. So it's one of those things where it could go either way. Happens a lot. If... Hmm? Like, that kind of situation happens a lot. Sharks did that, missed one year, drafted Timo Meyer, made the cup mm. finals the next year. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, I think it comes down to, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, I do think it just comes down to, like, oh, okay, you're a fan of the Lightning. <clears throat> what what do you think? What would you prefer them to do, essentially? Um, and I'd still probably want them to push, and then if it turns out they're not good enough, then, hey, the yeah. Lightning have been pretty decent at drafting. So... It's, and it's very early, man. Like they're yeah, they're one, two, and zero, oh, but their goal differential is only minus three. It's not like they've been completely out of games. Mm. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I think that's I think that's a question better asked in like ten games. Yeah, and you'll I see mean, what they I was, are. I was thinking about that for the show, and it's just like, do we talk about like certain stats? And it's like it's too early. Like some yeah. teams have only played two games. They have 80 yeah. to go. It's the middle of October. So, you know, one of those things. Um, wow. We actually have quite a few questions here unless people are just using yeah, this. Don't, a... don't stop the sim and check stats till the end of November. There you go. That's the, always December 1st. That's the first <laughs> yep. stop date. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Here comes Piney. You've been kidnapped by a wizard. And Sweet. are forced to be his experiments. But to be kind, he lets you make your choice. He's either going to grant you with one ability from a Pokemon of your choice. However, you'll have your head, upper torso, or lower torso changed into the part of the Pokemon that you choose. What ability are you taking and which part of your body will you have changed into the Pokemon that you took said ability from? He's just said head torso and what or what so basically head upper torso uh, head upper torso or lower body so three ah. quads head torso legs waist down ah, okay um 
So you have to make that sacrifice if your appearance changes a bit, but you do get the ability of said Pokemon. Which Pokemon has the biggest cock? (laughs) (laughs) Magikarp? Fuck! No. It evolves into a Gyarados, okay? Yeah. Splash! Splash! (laughs) You're reaching, I'm teaching. Splash! Yeah, turn me into Chris Boob so I can make thousands a month making videos. Hell yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, I get dibs on Ditto. Fuck you guys. But would you only be... Oh, well, no, that's right. You'd get the ability to do it. Okay, so that's the question. Ah. That's the cheat code. So if you are Ditto... Does only the two-thirds of your body change into what you're trying to mimic? Or do all three parts change? And you circumvent the rule. I would choose Ditto. And, um, and yeah, I would would have my head change. Um, Because then if my head's Ditto, I can make my head turn into fucking anyone. Like, that'd be Mm. sick. I'd be the, the coolest spy on the planet, just being able to morph my identity. Choose similar body types, easy enough. Great cheat code, Endo. That's I'm, I'm taking it. It's my answer. I, I'm going a different route with Ditto. Because it hasn't been clarified as to whether or not that part of the body stays the same. So if I'm mm. Ditto, but then again, ah, oh, shit, but Ditto doesn't have the ability. Because I was thinking, like, if I'm Ditto, but then I, like, mimic a Charizard, would I, would I still have the abilities to Ditto? I was trying to think of a way that I could be, like, a Charizard with, like, a water gun or a razor leaf <laughs> oh, to... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it'd be Razor Leaf, right? Because that way I could kill the War Turtle on the other side while still being Charizard with my abilities to then kill uh, the Bulbasaur or whatever. Um, fuck. But yeah, no, D- Ditto's probably the answer. Unless it's like, oh, cool, I'm a Ditto with the Charizard tail. You know? <laughs> like, does the Charizard tail stay no matter what? So it's like, if I'm a small, if I'm like a fucking Pidgey, do I have this gigantic ass dragon tail with me at all times? <laughs> How does this work? Ditto? It's a it's a literal copy of uh I know what Ditto is, but what I'm saying is a part of the question was that you have to change one third of your body. So does that one third always stay the same or does it change with Ditto's it's, ability? With me it's giving me my head, but it's I'm it's gonna be me with the ditto eyes. That's what that's all it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Small beady eyes. I take the form of Sonic the Hedgehog ice cream. <laughs> fucking gumball. <laughs> That's what I would do, dude. To get yeah. the ability to to transform, and then I could just mimic my own head if I want to. Mimic other people's shit. <laughs> just have the fucking two dots and this fucking smiley mouth. Oh, oh God. Yeah. See, I take these questions too damn seriously. I always try to find the loophole that I can. <laughs> The if ditto one is the best loophole. Um, it is. It is. Although like hell, really quickly. Dude, you know how much cheese you could do with, with the ditto thing? Just change your goddamn appearance. <laughs> rob Rob Banks legally. Change my appearance to goddamn, uh, you know, some rando stock trader. See what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Make tons of money. There you Insider go. trading, baby. I'm basically be a politician. <laughs> Fucking got him. Without, without, sh- without having to be there. There you go. Well, I mean, half the time they don't show up to the yeah, that's true. They're supposed to be anyway. Fucking got him again. Uh, anyway, <laughs> why are his eyes so out of place? <laughs> oh. Our next question comes from BK. Have it your way. Um, could you see EA Sports losing the NHL contract in the near future? 
<sighs> Absolutely not. The NHL doesn't care. No. Yeah. I got to be honest. Like, you, you consider the conversation. I'm taking this picture now. You consider the conversation surrounding Madden and everyone being like, please, for the love of God, somebody make a football game and Madden securing the, the license for a sim based game, which LOL. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, man, if Madden hasn't experienced that, I just can't imagine the market being there for it to happen on the NHL side of things, you know? Um, and the idea is how, how would that transition even happen? Like any, would it be a 2k going, we have gotten exclusive rights. So NHL 25 is going to be the last one. Or would it be EA stops with NHL at like 25 and then all of a sudden you get NHL 2K28 a couple years later because they take up the mantle? And just how how damaging would that be? Short term, maybe long term, maybe long term it would be the better thing because there'd be a lot of hype for a new developer. Um, unfortunately, we're just out of that freaking era where... <laughs> It doesn't matter if it's the if it's the video game world or what it is like you're seeing fewer and fewer examples now of what they call challenger brands. It's all about consolidation. It's all about the one thing, the one place for the one thing, whether or not that's mixed martial arts in the UFC. Uh, are there other brands? Sure. But let's be honest, they're not touching that fucking company in terms of profits, its marketability. That is the one thing. Um, and sports video games have certainly been the same thing. Uh, NBA 2K has been the one thing for almost five years now. And really, it's been more so like 10 that it has really been kind of uncontested in the marketplace. I know there's been some NBA lives, but they haven't stuck. Um for the FIFA slash FC side of things, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer or eFootball oh, has fallen off a fucking cliff in terms you know of being funny? a viable contender. You know what's funny about FIFA? There are now there are now um, things happening with EA and FIFA in which FIFA is basically being like, hey, do you guys want to do the World Cup again this, like, in like two years? Like, do you guys really want to like do a World Cup? Because we need money. We realize mm-hmm. how much money we, were, we could have gotten. And how much money we asked was a lot of money, but now we want you guys to do the FIFA World Cup licensing back in your game. So EAFC might the next EAFC game in the next two three years might have FIFA World Cup back in the game, mm, which is hilarious right. because they yeah. realize how much they fucked up with asking for what was it like half a billion dollars like per mm-hmm. year or something yeah. like that to to pay out, and it's like we don't. Like EA doesn't even need the FIFA branding to be a popular brand. We're still playing EAFC. We're in a we're in like the elite division for pro clubs, and we're still we playing it. The like, top tier, maybe. Yeah, top two percent. I feel fucking wow. I I still need Sin to try playing FC. It is one of the. Fu- it, it's not for everybody, but holy shit! When I say like the dopamine hit of this game of of pro clubs, like when. It's on point. It is the most fun gameplay experience I still have to this day. All right. Well, I, yeah, I need to give it a try. I um, yeah, again, it won't be for everybody. Like um, you guys are aware of my, my buddy Dave that we play Isha with sometimes. Um, he, he 
she's just like, nah, it's just it, there are too many boring parts for him. And I'm like, yeah, cool. It's not for everybody. Um, yeah. But at the same time, when you go on a run, it's, oh, it's yeah. just like Isha. When you go on a run, and we did last uh, over the weekend, we had a, a, a late night FIFA night, and we yeah, crushed I saw that. I was it. Like, what the fuck? How was I already asleep? It's 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 so satisfying. Um, to finish that point though about the games, um, it's been almost twenty years since we've had a legitimate video game scene where there's two, three different games for essentially every sport. Um, You know, you talk about NHL and there's a lot. I'm not going to name all of them, but you had EA, 2K, 989 Sports, all making NHL games. Um, You had Madden and uh, freaking NFL 2K and Game Day and Quarterback Club and all of the like. Those days are just gone. So could I see the, you know, could I see EA Sports losing the NHL contract? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? No, because it that's just not how things go anymore. Jesus Christ, we still have some questions to get to, and we're about an hour into the show. I'm having fun, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's keep it going. From Scroopy Noopers, question for the podcast. You're starting your own rock band. Who would you rather pick as the lead singer? And he's gone with a grunge theme. Lane Staley. Of course, famously known from Alice in Chains. Mm. Eddie Vedder of the Pearl Jam variety. Or Kurt Cobain of the Nirvana variety. Imagine like he says, Lane Staley, theme. Eddie Vedder, Kurt Cobain, or Kurt Cobain. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mention that particular <laughs> that particular deal. Um, are either of you guys a fan of the freaking Washington-based grunge scene? Because my reaction, or based off of Sin's reaction, my instinct is to say, yeah, it's just not his jam. You can't fucking say grunge and anything like that and not have Chris Cornell as a fucking option. That's that's yeah. a travesty. You're going to have Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains singer over those guys? Okay. I feel like he made that mistake and meant to put Chris Cornell there for Soundgarden. I feel like. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Otherwise, yes, that's a pretty rough. Uh, that's a pretty rough yeah. thing. I feel like grunge is one of the weaker genres of all time, um, just in general. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> fuck you, to... you, buddy. <laughs> just saying, we it's, we it's have an open casting genre. call for a third member of this podcast. Grunge is God, simply I'm not being replaced. Yay! <laughs> grunge is a weak genre. I, I like it sometimes for the nostalgia hit alone, but I, I could. Heavy. I couldn't get into like some of that. I even forget the band's name, but they had a great song. And I only knew this one song fucking what I really meant to say is I'm sorry for the way. Don't you fucking cold. Yeah, I can I can play that song on guitar. Uh, Um, I I don't know. There's some good songs, but like I just don't. And I don't like that singing style much either. The mouth closed, forcing the grit. Um, mm. all the vowel sounds are the same. It's crossfade, by the way. Crossfade. That, yeah, crossfade. That's the only song I know by him. It's a good song. It's a great song. Did it's nostalgic. That as grunge. It's grunge or post grunge. It's around. I mean, early two thousands and late nineties is that's what I consider that sort of grunge post grunge era. Fair enough. Um, what else would it be? Alternative rock. That's such a gen- that's such a generic ass title. That's a catch all for sure. Um, yeah. 
like, so it's funny because right from the music perspective, I've always kind of said this, like, I don't give a shit what you like. I'm never going to call like, oh, that song sucks. It's always that song sucks to me, which is why we used to have a meme on stream of everyone being like, here's $25. Listen to a Florida Georgia line song all the way through (laughs) just because it's like that. That is just not for me. It just Mm -hmm. isn't. Um, At the same time, we've talked about, you know, how music tastes are formed, right? How like video game soundtracks, especially like affected music tastes for a lot of people our age and based on what soundtracks would have been Um, between that. um, My dad was on the radio at the time. It's like I. Yeah, that's that's my jam. That's my jam. I will say grunge as a genre is top heavy, though. Like there's there's the big bands at the top, but then if you if you listen to some of the lesser knowns or the second third tier type of grunge acts from the time, there's some gold. Not because it's good, but there's some gold there. Um, God, if I if I had to choose though, I mean it it is it is Chris Cornell as a vocalist because yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, Out of out of the three, though, that he listed between Lane Staley, Eddie Vedder, Kurt Cobain, I go with Lane Staley. Um because that was a very troubled man. Not that Kurt Cobain wasn't, but that was a very troubled man who um y- you could hear the pain. Whereas Kurt Cobain hides the pain through my libido, a mosquito. <laughs> You know, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. He, he hated that song, by the way. Well, that was that was the whole point of the song, right? Is I can just sing whatever the fuck I want as long as it sounds cool, people will like it. There you go. It's their most it famous song. Work. Um, yeah. I love Eddie Vedder. I love Pearl Jam. Yeah, homer, homer. Yeah, homer. <laughs> it's just. The- <laughs> Revolution, baby. Have you ever heard Creed's song about the Marlins? Oh, let's what? play ball. It's game day. Let's play ball. It's game day. On strikeouts, something double play. Yeah. And then he says sore Marlin sore like they fucking roar of the crowd. Come on, Marlins, make <laughs> us proud. It's like he really strains his fucking like, voice. Can you take me higher? <laughs> I don't know who strains their voice more. Fucking Scott Stapp or the dude from Puddle of Mud. <laughs> Puddle of Mud. Puddle of Mud. The dude, the fucking, fucking guy. Name. What is it? Freaking uh what the fuck was that guy's name? Uh, Wes Scantlin. Did you ever see <laughs> Wes Scantlin? They, they, they had the trashiest names, too. Every single grunge guy somehow had the trashiest name on the planet. Wes Scantlin. Oh, my Wes God. Wes Scantlin. Scott Stapp. Wes Scantlin. <laughs> um, if, you, if you've never seen uh, Wes Scantlin's attempt at a certain Nirvana cover, um, save your ears and don't do it. <laughs> don't. I, I encourage you. Not to listen. Um, he he had a day. He had a day. Yeah, it looks like a like coked Scott out Adam Copeland. To, what the fuck? Trying to sing the national anthem at NASCAR or whatever the fuck. Oh it was God, so yeah. bad. So Ooh. bad. Ooh. 
We'll move on to our next question from Big Boy, also related to NHL 24. Given the current state of the game, would it benefit EA to take a year off, similar to how 2K did with WWE, in order to make sure a game like 24 doesn't happen again? Yes, of course. And Will that happen? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. You know what their year off was? NHL 23. You not know even that, joking. That's the problem. You're right. Um, I will say it's not entirely EA's MO to not do that because they did technically do it with UFC, but UFC has never really been a yearly release game. Like it was close when THQ had it, um, but it hasn't been an, an annual release. Um, every single sports game, regardless of what it is, would benefit from being a bi-yearly release. Yep. That is just a fact. Uh, but companies will not do it given how much money they would be leaving on the table, even yep. though that is a short-term view because your games would be more critically acclaimed. And I feel like more people who have um, kind of just stopped playing would be more willing to go back if it was a bi-yearly release with more changes. To Endo's point, though, it is openly acknowledged, essentially, at this point, that NHL 23 was the off year. They said it, and they forgot it intentionally to then make the big changes that they wanted to make for 24, uh, while doing, essentially, the bare minimum of keeping 23 operable and so on and so forth. And unfortunately, it still wasn't enough time. Like, my standpoint on this is they still, like, I respect the ambition. I think they bit off more than they could chew unfortunately, and the game is really fucking suffering because of it. At the same yeah. time, it's also suffering because you have to think about this. Right now, 24 is in the state that it's in. They are working on trying to improve 24. While also, you have some members of the team who are still working on 23 and keeping that up and running and operational. And they're already working on 25. I am not happy with the state of the game whatsoever. People are well aware of that at this point. At the same time, I do not blame the dev team directly. I blame EA. Yeah. I blame the executives making the decisions of, hey, we need a yearly release here. I blame the executives who are not, um, and hopefully we don't have a tech error here. We'll see. I blame the executives who are not giving them a fucking chance to succeed by not giving them the resources they need, the time they need, the money they need. Because they are in a fucking unwinnable situation. I will still criticize and critique the product that is out there because it deserves it. But at the same time, I I empathize with that dev team because they are in a fucking unwinnable situation. And I have had conversations with members of that dev team, either about the game or just about whatever. And I genuinely do believe they are passionate passionate people who want to do the best job they can they are not being put in a position to do the best job that they possibly can right now that's just a fact um, 100% agree. And it sucks yeah it i will say on that as well i've already talked about it here on previous episodes previous episodes of the podcast the reason why the nhl dev team is so small is because the second that 2k said they weren't renewing the license publicly the lead that went out NHL downsized their team into the NHL and UFC offices. And then UFC magically had their office and went, okay, cool. Why do you think the NHL and UFC offices are literally right beside each other? They're, the wall that says NHL UFC is literally 
what used to be the NHL office. Yeah, and I mean, I've been reason, in that building yeah. in the past two months, and yeah, the fact is, like, the, that studio, both studios are on the same floor. It's the yep. left side is the UFC, the right side's the, the NHL side. You know, as yep. opposed to the UFC team having their own setup, the NHL team having their own setup. It's just... Alright, we're on two different sides of the hallway, but we're on the same floor. That's why 15 was a disaster. That's part of, part of the reason why 15 was a disaster. And part of the reason why it's basically been catch-up to the point that NHL 24 is almost a sequel to NHL 14, in a way. There are still features still missing from that game, but it's almost like it's basically almost as if it's taken a decade for us to get back to somewhere close to where we used to be 10 years ago. Are we ready for our final question? Yep. Jesus, still on viewer questions. That's nuts. All right, gentlemen. Our final question here, <laughs> after uh, over an hour on this show, comes from Cynical Blues, and it will lead us into uh, one of our other conversations that we had planned for this episode. Anyway, you're given the opportunity to change the goal song for any team in the league with the caveat that you can't use any songs that have previously belonged to other teams, i.e., uh, the dupe from Philadelphia. What's your choice? Now, the reason why I say this leads us into another conversation is in talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, their goal song has already been canceled. Isn't that right, Endo? Fucking boomers. Um, so if anyone knows anything about music, uh, it's definitely the Toronto Maple Leafs who've used two goal horns out of the four they're supposed to be using for the entirety of the year. So the first goal horn they used was Kid Cudi's uh, Pursuit of Happiness, Pursuit of Happiness mixed by Steve Aoki. Now, the opening lyrics that were not used in the, in the section that was, you know, being used in the, the goal horn is Crush a Bit, Little Bit, Roll It Up, Take a Hit, which is funny because the nickname for the leaves are the buds because, you know, the buds of a leaf. And then there's also stuff about like drinking and driving, all that stuff in there. That's not even that's that's the one thing everyone's like, oh, the lyrics in the song are bad. But the section they used was the fucking chorus. And there's nothing profanity in the chorus whatsoever. If you want to go that far, the Toronto Marlies have been using a song called Black Skinhead as their fucking goal horn for the past three years up until Kanye West did Kanye West things. It didn't happen to change it until last year when he, you know, did it, did his did Kanye West things. Um, I think it's funny in retrospect because when they used Black Skinhead in the AHL, everyone was like, okay, whatever, we don't care. Yeah. And they changed it to the fucking dart song. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. Okay. You're up at fucking 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in Canada at least watching Sportsnet. And you should fucking world darts him hitting the fucking targets and going 180. And then and you win and then you're da 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 That's the goal horn. That's the goal horn they switched it to. I just love that after all the controversy of the Leafs offseason and Kyle Dubas is gone and should they re-sign Matthews? What trade Nylander? What's happened with Mitch Marner? They're two games into the year. 
Austin Matthews has back-to-back hat tricks, becoming the first player since Ovi to do it in 2017. And before that, it had been since before the forward pass was legal. And Leafs fans are like, but you know, goal song controversy. It it had to be the Leafs. It had to be the Leafs in this situation. And again, I'm at the point now with goal songs where I just say, unless you are a team like Boston or Chicago or whatever that has this super recognizable goal song that's a part of the mystique of the team at this stage, just go with the scenario like Buffalo where every individual player has their own goal song and be done with it. Just let the players fucking choose. Who cares? Um, Sin, your, your thoughts on either the Leafs thing, the question. What's up? <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Like it's like we don't like the message of the song, even though the whole song's not being played like that. That's so weird. It has uh, some questionable undertones to it, uh, in my opinion. But uh, whatever. Um. Uh, as of uh, what I would want to change the Sharks' goal horn. They, what, what, what was the parameters of the thing? You said it can't be another team's goal horn, right? Right. So like you couldn't pick like. Chelsea Dagger. Good. Not that you um, I want the old goal song back for the Sharks. It was it was so good. I don't know why they changed it to like holiday and then they changed it back and then they changed it to something else. Uh, it was, you know, I don't know the name of the song, but it's so recognizable. Hey, oh, it was just like their modified version of rock and roll, whatever the hell. You suck. It was so good. I thought you were it's... talking about uh, shark, 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 no. shark. Everybody. No, no, <laughs> baby shark, do, 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 baby shark. I mean, literally, that should be the goal song right now for like Eklund and Bordalo and. I, I that'd be hilarious if we had baby shark for them. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think they should have fun with it. I loved it was a couple years ago where every shark had individual goal songs, and like Stefan Nason's was fucking Hakuna Matata. Uh, Couture, Logan Couture's was girls just want to have fun. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, uh, and Evander Kane's was is that was that Mamba something? Evander Kane's was in the casino. You know this? I don't know. I don't know the name of it, but I don't even know the words to it. I just know the melody. So it was it was cool with all the separate goal songs. My biggest takeaway is like I want most teams to go back to their more familiar goal songs. I want the Canucks to use Holiday. I want the Flyers to use Dupe. I even want the Habs to have the fuck. Well, actually, the Habs' new goal song is all right, but the fucking song that they had in the mid 2010s. Like, oh god, nightmares of watching Milan Lucic threaten to kill Dale Weiss. I had to mention that two episodes in a row. <laughs> Never forget. Um, God, yeah. I just I want most teams to just go back to those more familiar goal songs, really. Um, and that's just because I'm an old man who doesn't like change. There's my answer. Um, it's funny, though, because with this question, right, in regards to the Leafs, I already mentioned that Austin Matthews, of course, had the back-to-back hat tricks, which is nuts. But there's another conversation surrounding the Leafs right now that's not just the goal horn. Two games into the year, and we are debating the existence of Ryan Reeves. 
Should he or should he not exist is essentially the conversation going on within the freaking media side of things for Ryan Reeves. Um, Mark Mathot arguing like, well, I played in the NHL and here's my opinion, so you should take my my word for it. Literally source, trust me, bro. Oh my fucking god. Oh, Um, Mark Mathot. The argument stems from the fact that from an analytical standpoint, from a game impact standpoint, um, Ryan Reeves is not all that effective of a player. He is only effective from an intangible standpoint, from a what he brings to the locker room standpoint. The counter argument that people have is like, well, you can have players who have a positive impact on the ice and have those intangibles. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and you don't I, spend, you don't pay someone one point three mil for intangibles alone. You already had Rich Clune. I know he retired recently, but shit, you should have just had Rich Clune on the team then. He he provides the same thing. The good leadership, and he'll punch somebody in the fucking face. Why didn't yeah. you call up Rich Clune all those years ago? You had the missing piece in the AHL with the Marlies. What's the matter with you? The Leafs did the thing where they took a step backwards. They panicked. <sighs> yeah. Again, they keep panicking, and now they've completely thrown the process and the, the plan out the window and are just going to vibes. That's really what it is. We're going to pick picked up Ryan Reeves for the vibes, but they overpaid him. I'm sorry. Three years at 1.3 for him at this stage in his career is a huge overpay. Yeah. yeah. And he's not and even I mean, the toughest guy on the ice anymore. Arbor Jack, I ragdolled his ass. I don't care. Leafs fans hey, threw me tripped over the net. He got fucking <laughs> ragdolled. He got need. He got okay. fucking need of justice. Them. He fucking Captain Falcon on the ice there. Like, what the fuck? He's been useless. He got into a fight yesterday against his old team. He he laid a real big, possibly questionable open ice hit, and that's like his shift. And the rest of the time, he's hemmed into the defensive zone. There was a time when he was on Vegas where that line was actually kind of effective at times. Mm. And then he still provided the edge and the fighting, and that's all he is at this point. He'll lay a big hit. He can fight. A good locker room guy, but his line with him on it is bad yeah i mean like look i i don't think you can completely discount um what someone like that can bring to a team so to speak um at the same time as has been discussed it's just that idea of man you can you can have someone that provides both options, basically. Um, and for Ryan Reeves and his kind of history at this point, first and foremost, good for him. Because I'm not going to hate on Ryan Reeves. Good for him uh, having the fucking career earnings that he does. The reputa- like His reputation has preceded him for years now at this point. Um, to the point where in June of 2017, the Pittsburgh Penguins gave up a first-round pick to acquire him. It was Ryan Reeves and a second for Oscar Sundqvist and what became Clem Costin to St. Louis. And then before that following season was even done, in 2018, he was a part of a three-team trade that sent him to Vegas. And then, uh, 2021, he's traded for a third-round pick to the Rangers because the Rangers are like, oh, Tom Wilson made us look dumb. (laughs) And then a year later, he gets dealt to Minnesota because they're like, ah, shit, 
let's just get rid of the cap hit, basically. Um, yeah, I I don't know. All I can say is good for Ryan Reeves. This will continue to be a conversation, but you know we're seeing a league right now where ineffective players are getting scratched. Um, it might be more because of injuries, uh, but Jeff Petrie is already a healthy scratch for Detroit tonight. Um, Anthony Mantha has been healthy scratched by the Washington Capitals. Um, teams are not afraid at this stage to go ahead and just not ice players that are not being all that effective. Um, but again, you'll always have that argument of, well, here's what he brings that won't show up on a score sheet. Um, I personally like to subscribe to uh, things that are actually quantifiable, but that's just me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sitting here too, trying to find um, the information from the freaking Leafs wild game uh, that was out there in regards to the effect um, that each player had on ice. I can never remember what account that is, but uh, yeah, bottom Bunker. line is this argument's not going away. Um, and this will be it for the Leafs. If they're winning, it's got to be, well, the goal song, Ryan Reeves, it's got to be something. Uh, and then if they're losing, it'll be fire the coach, trade this guy. Oh, my God, what's going on? Uh, this is the Leafs effect. And, you know, I, I remember listening to the Steve Dangle podcast for, for years and years, forever and ever. Amen. Um, from fucking day one. And I think it was on one of those first few podcasts that they made the joke. And it's still relevant to this day. The day after the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, there will be an article out, probably from someone like Steve Simmons, saying, well, here's why they won't win again next year. That is just Leafs fan base, the, the media surrounding the Leafs, summed up perfectly. Um, it will always be something. Uh, and right now, because they're winning and Austin Matthews is killing it, it's got to be, well, R Ryan Reeves, let's fight each other to the death over that just how it goes elsewhere elsewhere uh we'll stay in canada for a moment uh because there was some shitty news out of montreal um arpan basu initially reported that kirby doc was going to be out with a significant injury eric angles uh, is reporting that it is a torn acl oh. and mcl oh um, this sucks man like again i'm i'm not exactly a habs fan um, but I do like to see young players succeed, and Kirby Doc has looked damn good in a Montreal uniform so far. Um, and at 22 years old, he'll turn 23 in January. Uh, to suffer an injury like this absolutely sucks. Um, again, and is a yeah, because he got hit. hurt. He got hurt during World Juniors. He broke his wrist, and I felt sympathetic for the guy because I broke my wrist in the not the exact same way, but literally an almost identical break. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, he's gonna be out for like four months. He may come back for like the the end of the season, or whatever." And like that's basically what happened. But now to go with the ACL and the MCL sprain, like or tear, excuse me, uh, that's bad. That's that's season ending for sure. Um, just yeah. There's not really much you can do about that. Um, sucks for the guy because, you know, he's finally 
you know, on a team and he's gelling with the group and he's doing really well. They even have like the fans have a chant where it's like, Kirby, Doc, and just go off like that. It, it's fucking great. But I I feel bad for him because, you know, now you're out, you're on the sideline and it doesn't really look any better for the Habs and Habs fans entirely who, you know, they were kind of like, yeah, you know, this isn't really going to be our year, but it's going to be a long year for us. Your year just got even longer kind of thing. And, you know, again, not that you want anyone to get injured, but the fact that it's one of those young guys that they're building around um, really, really sucks. So yeah. best wishes to uh, Kirby Doc again for a really, really unfortunate injury. Um, there's a couple other notes that we can bounce around here for individual teams. Um, let's go to Carolina. Why not? We'll go geographically, east to west. Um, the Hurricanes are in a weird spot right now. Oh, yeah. It was known that they were not going to have an AHL team heading into the season. Uh, that is now causing complications. Uh, excuse me for perhaps a, a mispronunciation, but there's a reporter, Tony Antrakitis, and if I'm wrong, let me know, uh, who tweeted out today, hearing that several players Carolina tried to send to ECHL Norfolk refused to report. Yep. As a result, it looks like Noel Gundler is returning overseas um, as his release from Carpot in uh, Finland, Liga, uh, states that he'll be there for the rest of the season. Uh, in addition to Gundler, it looks like uh, another uh, Finn, or at least Finnish, Swedish, but you get the point. Uh, Anthony Honka is also working on securing a contract to return overseas. Yeah. Um, these are Honka's two finished. of... Yeah. These are two um, of Carolina's better prospects. One on offense, one on defense. And because of this whole AHL issue and having to potentially loan these players out to other teams, apparently people didn't have the spot for them. Why are we going to sacrifice our player development to get your guys in there? Um, You now have two of your better prospects uh, heading back overseas, which can be a good thing, can be a bad thing, but it's uh, a pretty crucial time. Uh, for both of them, Noel Gundler, 41st overall pick in 2020. He's now 22 years old, um, played 31 games in the AHL last year. Again, he'll be back over in Finland. 22 um, and 23, those are crucial years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Honka yeah. just turned 23 at the beginning of the month. He played 70 games, had 34 points in his rookie season in the AHL, which is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be it's way too early to tell. But this could be something that Hurricanes fans look back on to be like, oh, shit, that's where things went wrong. Um, Especially for a team that is still super, super competitive. You talk about wanting to continue being competitive. Uh, This is something that can hurt you if you stunt the development of certain prospects. And then all of a sudden, oh, you don't have that next guy up to step into the lineup when you lose somebody. And there you go. Your window's shut. Uh, yep. That could be the future for Carolina. Um, obviously, we don't know just how this will affect the team moving forward. But in the short term, not good. Yeah, it doesn't the, benefit uh, those guys to play in the ECHL at all. Yeah. So the fun thing about NHL contracts is that your agreement is technically with the NHL and the AHL. If you are told by your coach in the AHL or in the NHL that you need to report to the ECHL, you can opt out because that's not in your agreement. 
your contract will not be prorated. What the way it works is in the ECHL, they have like a weekly cap. It's completely different from the NHL and the AHL. The AHL does not have a salary cap, which is which is really interesting. You look at some perspective and certain contracts over there. AHL players can be paid literally whatever, whenever they whatever is they want. You could have a guy making eight million dollars in the AHL, but that's not going to fucking happen unless you're Corey Schneider. Um, and the more perspective on it is like you, if you opt out and say you're not going to go to the ECHL, you could you can basically fuck off and go anywhere, or you can be loaned out to another AHL team because you know. Florida, not Florida. Carolina does not have an, uh, an AHL team because their their former affiliate, uh, Chicago, went private and they decided to do their own thing, which is causing a little bit of hiccups for some certain developments. And that's why Carolina's kind of like having to put people down and down in the E. It's causing more problems on their end. So really interesting predicament. The the bunks of the bunch of jerks become even bigger jerks by not having another prospect pool to put things down it to make the transition super easy. And they're probably going to regret this in about two or three years. Again, just it's, it's weird to see a team in a spot like this too, because it doesn't really happen too much anymore, but that's just where they happen to be at. I did finally find um, what I was looking for, by the way, uh, in regards to Ryan Reeves, just to circle back on that. Uh, and it's from at Hockey Stat Cards on the Twitter side of things. And uh, again, it's only the second game of the season, um, but it gives a good example as to game impact um, that players happen to have. Um, and in their last game, uh, Toronto versus Minnesota, uh, Ryan Reeves was the lone player on the Leafs to have no positive impact whatsoever he wasn't the only player to have negative impacts especially from the defensive standpoint they gave up four goals in that game but literally every other player had some sort of positive impact um in regards to either offense defense production or even something miscellaneous such as drawing penalties um that is the concern that people have in regards uh to ryan reeves but yeah he camp and noah gregor had a pretty, pretty rough game. And then, oh, also, wouldn't you know it, uh, John Klingberg was terrible defensively, too. Whoever could have foreseen John Klingberg having a bad game from a defensive standpoint? Yeah. And may I just remind everybody that uh, Nick Robertson had a four-point fucking game on Sunday. <laughs> a four-point game on Sunday? In the A? I'm pretty mean? sure he had a four-point fucking yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, I was at the game. I went to the both games on the weekend. They lost the first game um, in overtime, 5-4, because it was 4-1. Because, of course, it's always fucking 4-1 with Toronto sports hockey teams. I don't understand what it is with it, but they, they won the second game 5-3. He had a four-point fucking game. Curly again, leads the league in know? scoring right now, too. Just, just saying. Just saying. Delightful. We'll move a little bit further west, uh, talking about the Colorado Avalanche, who had a big, big win off the ice uh, this past couple of days as they signed defenseman Devon Taves to an extension. He's making $4.1 million this year. His new deal, seven years at seven and a quarter. Endo, uh, your thoughts on this, because I know my thoughts. Damn. 
Um, also, quick correction. Nick Robertson has five points over two games. Even better. Even worse. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, with this contract for Colorado, um, this remains one of the uh, most ridiculous deals I think I've seen. They acquired him in October of 2020 for two second-round picks from the Islanders because the Islanders didn't have the money to pay him based on other contracts they handed out. Um, Since going to Colorado, and look, you could argue, oh, it's the Kale McCarr effect. It's a combination of both, and the two of them bringing out the best of one another. Um, Since he's become a member of the Avalanche, 31 points in 53 games. 57 points in 66, and then last season, 50 points in 80 games. Um, He and Kale McCarr are one of, if not the best pairings in the NHL, and that will continue to be a thing. As again, um, you look at the cap-friendly contract comparison for this, and you're looking at Mackenzie Weger as the best match. (laughs) Shockingly, no. Shockingly, oh. no, in terms of the direct comparison based on like age and stuff like that. Um, oh, I like age, Mackenzie yeah. But Travis Sanheim, Colton Pareko, Ryan Pollock on the Islanders, uh, what Eric Johnson happened to get from the Avalanche in 2015. Um, compared to similar contracts in the last decade or so, uh, it's it's 70% match for what Tory Crew got in St. Louis, and we've seen how that's gone. Uh, this is just a really freaking good deal for Colorado. Good for Devon Taves to get paid. Um, and yeah, that keeps the avalanche in uh, very, very scary shape with Taves and McCarr still running as their top defensive pairing um, until at least 2027 when Kale McCarr's deal is up. But um, it's a safe bet that he'll be re-signed. Uh, he'll, he'll only be 28 years old, by the way, when his deal is up. Um that man's going to make 11 12 million dollars a season especially if the cap goes up as people expect it to. So a big win for Colorado. Um and a good win as well for the Anaheim Ducks who um not only had some impressive uh younger players, Pavel Mintikov, Jackson Lacombe picking up their first career points. Um but they also debuted their anniversary jerseys on ice. And these jerseys, my goodness, these jerseys, um, one of the best, if not the best outright in the NHL, as I've seen a lot of people say. And man, if this doesn't lead the charge for them to fully bring back uh, the eggplant color scheme, then I don't know what will, because I mean, it's beautiful. It's such a unique look. In the so first place, different. I I don't understand. Like again, I have one of the orange jerseys hanging up on my wall behind me. I like it, but like this is this is the way to go mm-hmm. if you are the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, hundred percent. Look at yeah. this freaking scheme. It's God. unique. It's different, and it sets them apart. I I hated when they changed to whatever they did once Disney stepped away. God, um, like they have to bring those do- back full time. Do this, do that. The whites keep the orange, keep the orange jersey, like because I don't know what it is, but just something about the NHL 
and not willing to like be risky with certain designs. Like if you look at the ECHL and all the jerseys they have over there, it is insane. They will take liberties to do any sort of creative thing whatsoever. They had what the but not even the ECHL, but the AHL also had uh what the Springfield Thunderbirds did like a Springfield Isotopes game where they changed their jersey up completely. Like I like when when teams are willing to make certain changes and go off the wall, off the board. Like when the Penguins uh had their Star Wars night, the, the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins had like a, like a like a baby Yoda like logo instead for their for their jersey instead of putting the the penguin on there, or they hmm. had a pizza night and it was a pizza instead of like the penguin on there. Like, be creative. Let 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 fans have things. Let let t- players enjoy these things as well. Like, I'm tired of the cookie cutter kind of bullshit. Like they saw how successful the reverse retros were. They were beautiful. They still are beautiful. They should let these teams be more creative and go all out off the board and do like a unique year where like the entirety of like the homes and aways just kind of change up a little bit. Preach. Yeah. (laughs) I also wanted to mention about the Ducks as well, because I don't know if you guys saw it last night. Uh, There was a hip check from one Radko Gudis. Of course. The second we start calling out NHL 24 for having a hip check problem, there have been numerous highlight reel hip checks in the past week in the NHL. Just to make us look like dickheads for complaining. I'm upset about it, honestly. (laughs) I love a good hip check. I will say about the Gudis one, um... Our argument holds up from the last show in regards to it being like a situational tool. That's a good um, situation for hip check. Both both he and Darlene perfect. were the situations that you hip check. Yeah. It's 100%. not that you go ass first into the boards and, and trip a guy, um, which is how to, you know, forecheck and, and play defense in in 24 in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I do love, though, because it's, it's the same kind of argument now as people get in regards to uh, ice tilt. When it's like, oh, I outshot somebody thirty-four to seven and lost two to one, uh, because there was a scoreline like that earlier this week too, where a team had like thirty-five shots to eighteen and still lost. Mm. Um, Marley, you're always going to have those examples of like, well, it happens in real life, and it's like, yeah, but this is a video game, and video games are supposed to be cool. Yeah, yeah um, that almost happened to the Avalanche versus the Sharks, by the way. Mm. <laughs> the Avalanche straight up poured on the shots on Blackwood. He and and it wasn't until the fiftieth shot on him when the Sharks still had, I think, sub twenty. <laughs> um, that he was That's finally the game scored I was on. Thinking of too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Avs won in a shootout. Yeah, but hey, Mackenzie Blackwood looked good. I have not seen goaltending like that in a Sharks uniform in a long, long time. It was really a pleasure to get to see. It was hard to watch the Sharks get fucking, you know, full pressure metered a hundred (laughs) times. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I could rant about the Sharks and... and no, go Early ahead. On. This is your time. We talked about the Leafs earlier. I don't have too much well, to add about the Bruins. They've only played one game. They beat Nashville, which I'm happy about. That's Those are the gist of my thoughts. I feel like Quinn has learned his lesson 
uh, from the Rangers. He is really pushing to put Eklund and Bordalo in good offensive situations. He's got them both together on power play one now. He now has them both together on the second line after having them split. He put, God, the first the first game, he had Eklund with Granlin and Cunnan. How the fuck is that kid supposed to succeed with those two? And then now he has them them two together with uh, Hoffman. He has Bordalo and Eklund with Hoffman, which is better. And then he's got them both on PP1 now, which is, yes. Um, but yeah, the shootout went as follows. We put Barabanov out there who deked in fucking slow motion. Eklund, who had a good attempt, but uh, got poke checked, couldn't go five hole. And then Hoffman, who did this bizarre, it was just, I, Bordalo was right there. And he has scored in the shootout before. Hurdle is right there. He has a tremendous shot and release. And instead, you go with Barabanov and fucking Mike Hoffman. Yeah, but Mike Hoffman's good at (laughs) one-timers. Yeah, so put him in in the shootout. (laughs) Yeah, but, oh, man. I am so... Go ahead, go ahead. I am so done with the Luke Cunning experiment. Eklund and Bordalo, between them in one game, dropped him three or four dimes, and he whiffed every single time. He got on a breakaway against the Avalanche, took a shot, it was saved, and then he fell. He he the shot put him off bounds and he fell and slid into the net. And he couldn't clear the puck multiple times. He's I just don't see the value, and I feel like he's he's Quinn's Justin Hole, where he's just gonna love him and play him. I I just don't get it. <laughs> My dream line, honestly, is uh, Eklund with Bordalo and then put Giovanni Smith with him. Because Giovanni <laughs> Smith is an underrated fucking player. Watching him play, he was, he's was he been one of our better players. He forechecks hard. He's actually decent with the puck. And I'm like, yeah, let Eklund Bordalo go to work. Giovanni Smith forecheck. Anyway, I can go off at a tangent. But, uh, yeah, somehow the Sharks have a point after scoring one goal in uh, two separate games. <laughs> So what I'm hearing is that your dream shootout lineup is UC Okun and Mike Hoffman and Brett Ritchie. No. (laughs) But what if the season's on the line? Who else but Ritchie? Yeah. (laughs) Who else? The ghost of Sutter. Miko Rockman's shot, by the way, in the shootout was absolutely unreal. If you guys haven't seen it, look up the clip of it. It was the most deceptive release I've ever seen and just sniped it. Like, it's it's such a sick play. Like, just watching that play and then compared with, like, all the Sharks attempts besides maybe Eklund's, who had a decent attempt. It was just a good move by Georgiev. The Rotten's shootout shot is just the prettiest thing that you will see. I just watched it. He makes it look so effortless. I know. I, it was unreal. Fair enough. Like, I couldn't um, even be mad. <laughs> with that, there's only one other thing I kind of wanted to touch up upon. Uh, and that was, I've seen a lot of people kind of mention how weird and awkward the NHL scheduling is. Um, we are recording this on Monday the 16th. There are five games tonight, all of them starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Uh, with an Eastern team being the home team. We've already had a night, if not two, of just two games on the schedule. It just makes me wonder, like, is it an issue with stadium availability? Is it an issue? Like, What is the issue here? Because uh, 
Well, you can say that and it's probably true that the numbers are low for people who would just go from one game to another. It is the start of the season. We're a week in. Like you would think you would want as many games on TV as possible for people to be able to flip to to capitalize on the hype of the new season. Um it's just weird to me that there's a night here that we have and that there's literally no central or western games and start times. It's it's just bizarre to me is the only way I can um yeah. I can phrase it. They were staggering them for a minute, like in the beginning of the season. They were staggering start times, and now they're just like, nope. <laughs> I just, I, like, I don't view it as this thing to be like, ah, yes, big rant, big tangent about. But it does just seem like a, oh, NHL, when, when will you figure it out type of thing? And yeah. Lord knows they've had plenty of that. Um, there was obviously more pushback on the whole pride tape thing this week as well, which we'll see if they give in on that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems to be like another weird quirk, although quirk almost makes it sound like a positive. I wouldn't call it a positive, but it's the NHL, and that's that's what they do. They do nonsensical things all the time. Gentlemen, with that, do we have anything else to add? Anything else in mind? Or shall we wrap up what has been uh, a fun show to kick off the new week? Yeah, it's been else. it's been an interesting show. Honestly, one of probably the most introspective, retrospective ones we've had. Not even about hockey, just about everything else. Retro. So the real question is: is listen, sin, motherfucker, don't you fucking? You were doing so good. You said introspective, and then you said retrospective. I was like, <laughs> okay, was, was there? Okay, all right, we get it. I okay. mean, we did talk <laughs> about the history of sports video games, kind of. Bam. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. You know Got what? It. You're welcome. Endo. None of the doghouse. Let's get go. Saved. You're get, get saved, bitch. <laughs> Speaking of saves and hopefully it's, them not his being deleted. actually Shindo Mills now. <laughs> Endo, if people want to watch you throw a, a thousand slap shots into the shin of your enemies, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitch at Endurance M. Oh, God. It's weird to say Endurance. Like, not even my mother calls me Endurance. She gave me this fucking name, so... Endurance M. That's where I'm at. You can find me on Twitter. Yeah, Endurance M everywhere. We're, we're never going to change the bottom of this being uh, at Endo Mills because you TV's know, I fucking noticed that finally on the last episode of the show. I'm like, oh, it still says Endo Mills. And then I still use the same graphic because I don't give a shit. Um, we might have a <laughs> exactly new graphics package coming in the next little bit anyway. So it's like, ah, fuck it. It's, why Ooh. fix it now? Why? <laughs> yeah, a little tease there for those who Ooh. made it to the end. Um, yeah, it'll always be. Honestly, I might just leave it as Endo Mills, even on the new, the new stuff yeah. that we might get. It's like, yeah, it'll just say Endo Mills. Or just have um, it crossed out, and then the next one, the proper one at the bottom as well. I could do what I did, um, when you first joined the show, and I didn't have the new graphics ready after a changing of the guard, and I just put duct tape over the previous name, and then yeah, put your yeah, name yeah, yeah. over the duct tape. Oh, that's a main ingenuity right there. Sin, what do you got going on? Yeah, just same old stuff. Kicking it with my Be a Pro and Franchise series on uh, my YouTube side of things. And uh, might might do some streaming, but uh, my original <laughs> idea is completely kaput now. Uh, because I can't have multiple franchise saves, can't have multiple Be a Pro saves, because uh, those also get deleted, by the way. that's uh, I just found that out today from... Uh, 
I guess he's known as 1T Glory now. Follow him on uh, YouTube. He's a good Be A Pro guy, uh, formerly known as G20. Uh, but yeah, he apparently Be A Pro files get deleted too. So I have no idea what I'm going to do streaming wise because I was going to do a separate franchise or and or a separate Be A Pro. So I was going to say, how are you planning on breaking Be A Pro? Um, because you keep finding ways to get these hilarious glitches. At the same time, as we now know, uh, you might not have to do anything. It might just break on its own. Yeah, yeah. I just I've, I've been just trying to play it. I'm actually, you know, I'm I'm enjoying it. You know, the AI being bad at times aside, like there are there 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 come the moments where you have those good shifts, and that always brings me back. Where you're just able to cycle, you get good shifts, even if you don't score. That's what I that's what I love. And uh, I'm going to end the season with like 500 hits because I've gotten so good at exploiting the hip check. <laughs> like it's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with the approach. I'm playing it on my own, the same one, because I'm like, you know what? I, I got to speed up the pace of the series. I don't necessarily want to like edit games because I only play the third period anyway, but I'm playing a lot of games on my own just to kind of speed through the regular seasons more, get to, you know, more years, playoffs, whenever the hell Anaheim decides to stop sucking. Mm. <laughs> I, um, it sucks too. Cause I, I had interest in, in playing some be a pro this year, honestly, with the gameplay changes, I'm like, Oh yeah, it could be more fun to play against the AI. Um, and then I, you know, I've seen all the troubles and of course I've talked about the rosters being what they are. Yeah. It's like, but well, hey, dude, me, if you do the June. Memorial cup and draft, it just resets the rosters to pre-draft state anyway which is dumb. I still don't like that. I think they should just keep in the drafts and just have your guy get put on a team and don't don't say that there's a draft at all. Like just you're the only one who gets picked or something. But cuz like can... if you do the draft, Bedard can get put on a different team if you get drafted first overall. Mm. That's why I like the option to, you know, start in the NHL immediately. Get you custom rosters and all that as well. Too. Yeah, but it yeah. should keep the rosters for the Memorial Cup. It shouldn't reset them to a pre-draft state. Like I think yeah. that's silly. Kind of like how, mm, yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you mean. You can find me everywhere uh, at Tukey24. You, you know this at this point. I mean, I, my, my name's on the podcast. It's, it's a podcast. <laughs> um, we're still doing a lot of uh, stuff with older NHLs. NHL 13 now has been on the agenda. Oh, um, you have the hard case? Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not the original. I bought this off of Amazon and I didn't even know I was getting the hard case and then it showed up and I'm like, oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> so I really lucked out. Um, I've got the shiny Broder one for 14. That's it. Ooh. Um, God, was I the only fucking nerd that would be like, oh, I don't like the cover. Let me look up alternate covers that people made that are printable or like, can I get like the Swedish edition of the game that has like Sammy Votnin on the cover, even though he's Finnish? That'd be fun. Um, God, that was a thing. That started because, I don't know if you guys remember, it was Madden 09. They had Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. On the cover as a Packer. And then, like, two days later, he went to the Jets. So they made a printable cover of Brett Favre in a Jets jersey. And it started this, for a short time, obsession that some people had, my dumbass included, being like, ooh, alternate covers are fun. Even though it's not like it would change in-game. It was just the physical case. Yeah. Weirdos. All of us. Um, anyway, NHL 13. Uh, franchise mode. Fun? I have discovered something, though. For whatever reason, the sim speed in that game for franchise is glacial. Yeah, that was it. 11, like, yeah. 11 and 12 weren't that bad. 
but for some reason, 13 and apparently 14 is this bad too, as I've been warned. Legacy is as well. Yeah. It's so brutal. And it's like, what happened? Is there just more stuff going on behind the, the scenes that slows it down? Like, these are the I, things that people don't quite remember about the era where they're like, oh my God, everything was fucking perfect back in the day. It's like, oh, not, yeah. not quite. Not really, sir. I believe not the quite. sim speeds were faster on, P- on PlayStation. Well, fuck me then. Sorry, I'm taken. I, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Question for next week's show. Who's your one hall pass? Polina, who's my hall pass? You're right there. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Wait, is that a serious question? Why don't we? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Like, like, who asked me. that? Who Why not? Ever? I don't know. If you could choose a hall pass, who would it be? Good um... answer. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with that everybody thank you for watching the show listening to the show we appreciate you we'll see you later on this week uh for 20 more minutes of hockey talk and six more hours of why we're friends yeah friendship friendship wins the day